0: Hello, hello, hello podcast fam. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Root of Power podcast where you and I get to hang out for however long I am doing my thing today and I have got an episode that I have really been thinking about for weeks and weeks and weeks Um, and I'm excited to finally do it and to give some insights and some observations and some feedback specifically for my female listeners. Um, But men will benefit. Actually, it's for everyone because men, women, non-binary, everything in between are going to benefit. So before we get into that, I want to let you guys know that if you are feeling a little burned out, if you aren't really sure what to do with life and or your business, feel free to contact me and I'll see if I can help you. And if not, I will help you find someone who will help you. So livemyhappyhealth.com is how you reach me or you can hang out with me on Instagram at Amanda underscore chills, C-H-I-L-S. So what I've been thinking about for weeks now is a lot of observations and things that I know when I work with women who are in imbalanced and/ or abusive relationships and I'll start by telling you some trends that I see when I start working with women. A lot of the times women who come to me um, are feeling burned out, they're feeling overwhelmed, they're feeling stressed, they're feeling anxious, they are unhappy with their jobs. Um, they'll say oh I, I have anxiety or I have depression or um, you know I, I want to work through trauma. And so, over time, over the course of our work together, um, specifically for therapy, it's a little bit different for coaching, but it's the same trend. As we work together, as they become more empowered, more confident, start digging the rot out of their life, start planting flowers, start being consistent about living within their integrity and taking meaningful action and really living a life that they enjoy. What often happens is that they have the room and they have the mental space and clarity to start assessing the relationships in their life. Now very few people come to me knowing or admitting that their relationship is imbalanced and or abusive and it's really kind of never fails. If I have a female, a woman who's in a relationship, we of course, because we're assessing everything in their life, we're taking an honest look at their partner and their partnership and how balanced or imbalanced it is. And through the course of this work, what I find is that women who are in imbalanced relationships, and it's not all of my clients, some of them have good, solid partners in balanced relationships, they start to realize how lazy how cruel how manipulative how unkind how um imbalanced their partners are and so we're going to go over a couple we're, we're going to go over a few things we're going to go over what I see most often uh we're going to go over holding standards and expectations and how to not get in that trap so if this is ringing true for you if you're like oh fuck I may have an imbalanced relationship like fret not we're going to talk about what that looks like um So a lot of the times these women will tell me things their partners do and immediately red flags are going off, um, little alarm bells are going off in my head because the things that their partners are doing are not okay. And so the phrase that I tell them that seems to hit the most powerfully is, this is not okay. This is not okay. The way that they treat you is not okay. The things that they justify are not okay now to take kind of a bird's eye view on this i hold a lot of space for a lot of things one of them is ignorance a lot of people but we're going to speak to men specifically A lot of men do not know how to communicate. They have never been taught how to feel their emotions, let alone communicate them. They've never been taught how to have respectful conversations. They've never been taught how to have a problem-solving conversation. All they have been taught is that anger is the only acceptable emotion and to do whatever it takes to get whatever you want. So what happens is that women when they are not um, consistent about their boundaries or their standards or they don't know how to have them because if you grow up in a household where all you know is a really imbalanced or abusive dynamic, you literally don't really know how to choose a healthy partner or a supportive partner because you've never seen it. Like I don't know how to uh, cut a tree down because I have never seen someone cut a tree down. Like. I could Google it and I could, you know, figure it out, but, but it would take a lot of work and a lot of people don't even know that they need that work because most of us live in an unconscious state. We are just repeating the patterns that we were taught and most of those patterns we were taught as children. So if you have parents who have an imbalanced dynamic or if you have one parent who was absent and... So there's a lot of reasons why women get into relationships that are imbalanced and or abusive. The biggest reason that I see is that these women don't have any boundaries. Now here's something I tell everyone in an imbalanced relationship and it is true 100% of the time this is a hill I will die on as a human being and as a therapist slash coach. People who are abusive or manipulative don't care who they're with. They don't. They will replace you with the next person who has no boundaries. It's not that you are nice. It's that you have no boundaries. And they don't care who they're with, which is why they immediately get into another relationship. They will stay with whoever allows them to stay. And that is on you as the other person in that relationship. What you accept what you allow will never change. And so if you get into a relationship thinking, ah, you know, they'll change for me and I'll be the person that turns them around and if they love me enough, they'll do this and if I'm patient enough, if I'm kind enough, if I'm supportive enough, if I explain enough, then they will change. They'll finally understand how much they hurt me. They'll really, really get why this is a problem and they'll turn it around. And I will, I'm here to tell you that never works. It never works with someone who benefits from manipulating you. It never works because it's not a lack of knowledge. I'm assuming you and your partner speak the same language. So they definitely hear and comprehend what you say. They don't care. They don't care. Quite simply, your partner, if they don't change a behavior that you are hurt by and you say, hey, this hurts me, I don't like when you do this, if you bring that to your partner's attention and they don't change that behavior, it's not because they don't understand that what they're doing hurt you or they don't understand why you're upset about something, they don't give a shit. They don't care and they likely don't care because it benefits them. They don't care that you're hurt, they don't care that you're upset, they probably minimize when you're upset because you're so emotional and you're you're making it up and they would never have done that if you wouldn't have done X. So you clearly deserve this treatment. By the way that's called gaslighting. So we're going to go over a lot of um, behaviors that lazy manipulative abusive partners have. But one of those is that they minimize your feelings and they pretend that they don't understand. So then they don't have to change. They don't have to take accountability because if they say, well, I don't understand why you're so upset and you just go blue in the face telling them you're expending your energy in the wrong place, they know. They know that what they're doing hurts you because they have eyes and they have ears and they're using them they see it they don't care and here's a harsh truth if someone doesn't change something they don't care enough to change it not that they don't care enough about you although in this instance they do not care enough about you to change but that the situation works for them they get something out of it why would they change now i really want you to think about that question If their abusive, manipulative, lazy behavior gets them what they want, why would they change? Just because you're hurt? That's a byproduct. That doesn't actually affect them. Your pain and your suffering doesn't actually affect them. Because what they're going to do when you tell them that you're suffering and you're in pain is to just minimize it anyway. So they quite literally don't have to deal with it. And then you end up begging your partner, begging for the bare minimum. When the bar is already below ground or it's already on the ground and you're begging them for a bar that's on the ground. You will never, 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 listen, you will never... Raise your partner if they don't give a damn. And most lazy, you know what, all. All lazy, abusive, manipulative partners do not care that you are hurt. This is what they believe a relationship is. They really believe that a relationship is an imbalance of power that one person always submits, always compromises always sacrifices as long as they get what they want everything justifies the means and they will do whatever it takes to put you in that space and the really interesting thing about why it takes women a while to recognize this is that they already know by the time they get to me they know I never have to explicitly tell women that their relationship is imbalanced or unsupportive or unhealthy they know what happens is they're so buried under the other weight of just surviving that they, they don't see it. But they know. We know when something is wrong. We know when a partner is not good to us or good for us. It just takes a while to see it and then it takes longer to admit it because it's hard. It is so hard to admit and then all the fears come up. I won't survive this. The last one almost killed me. I put myself in this position. They don't love me because I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. I'm going to be 32 and single. I haven't done anything with my life. I have to call. I put five years into this relationship and I've wasted my, I've wasted my time. And that is so heartbreaking to hear But you don't want to continue making a mistake just because you've spent a long time making it and you deserve better. And that's really why a lot of the times when women go through the process that I take them through, they start understanding that they do deserve better. They are worth more. They are worth at a bare minimum respect and kindness and growth and commitment and honesty. Bare minimum, those are things that your partner should be doing. They should be growing. They should be supportive. They should be kind. They should be honest. They should be loyal. They should not be sneaking, right? We're going to talk about red flags and why they're red flags. So this is a trend that I see a lot because a lot of women start doing the work and taking meaningful action and coming into alignment and making changes in their life. And then they start to see, oh, fuck, I've been with this bozo for this long and i'm just i'm not being treated well it's not going anywhere they're actively holding me back because i'll i'll tell you a secret men who are lazy and entitled and abusive and manipulative don't want you to succeed because you are a threat to them you're a threat your success threatens them because they have to be above you at all times This is why they put you down. This is why they minimize you. This is why they are cruel, why they make fun of you, why they don't listen to you, because they need to be above you. They need to be more powerful than you. So if you start changing, if you start growing, if you start becoming empowered, they will do anything to keep you down. Even attempt to ruin the relationship with your coach or therapist, that happens often. And we'll talk about that a little bit too, how they isolate. Um, so women start going through this transformation where they become empowered and they're taking action on their lives and it's a huge, huge, huge threat because at their core all of these men are insecure and they're angry and they're, they have a lot of whack belief systems, um, like really fucking whack belief systems. But these men will never support you because they don't have it in them. You can't expect honey from an antelope. If you put your hands under their bum and you expect honey, you're just going to literally get a handful of shit. People cannot give you what they don't have. If they don't support themselves, and obviously they don't or they wouldn't be doing these behaviors, your partner cannot support you. They will never support you. They will never willingly, without an ultimatum, choose to change things. Because it works for them. Why should they? They get exactly what they want. They get someone who is submissive, who always sacrifices, who basically gives up their life in order to serve them. And a lot of men like this will actually go after independent, strong types because because they want the ego trip. They want to know that they can break a woman. They want to feel powerful, and so they seek out powerful women to break. Now manipulators, liars, abusers, they're extremely good at what they do because they've done this their whole lives. They've done this forever. So they're way better than you are, who is kind, who sees the best in people, who wants to help, who wants to support, who sees them suffering and just wants to help them. And that's where not having boundaries is a huge, huge problem. Because if you have a lot of empathy, but no boundaries, you sacrifice your whole life. If you have a lot of empathy, but no patience, but oh, sorry. If you have a lot of empathy and way too much patience, you will wait your entire life for them to change. And what they've learned is that they don't have to, because you'll literally wait forever. Which is why at the very last thing you'll, you know, I have a lot of women who say, God, it has to get so bad. I have to scream and cry and have a breakdown for them to listen. And that's because then it's serious. Then you're threatening to leave. Then you've got something to talk to them about. Um, But if they don't listen to you when you're whispering They don't give a shit what you're saying. They don't care because it doesn't affect them. It doesn't affect them until you're having a breakdown and threatening to leave. Then it affects them. Then it changes their life. Then they have to do the work to love bomb somebody else to find somebody else to manipulate and to take advantage of. And that is why they care when you have a breakdown and you're threatening to leave. It's not because they care about you and they don't want you to leave and you're their everything. It's because now it affects them. But if you have to get to the point where you're having a breakdown for your partner to listen to you, that is a problem. And that's a problem I think a a lot of women don't understand is a problem because they say, well, they finally listened. If I have to threaten to leave you for you to do work in this relationship, We're not in a relationship. We're not because a relationship, a healthy one, has two partners working for the relationship consistently. Not all the time, because a a relationship shouldn't be work all the time, but it should be two partners working consistently to improve themselves and the relationship. So. What happens when I take women through this journey is I educate them on what abuse looks like and what manipulation looks like and what cruelty looks like. And I use harsh language. Well, let me clarify that. It feels harsh because women are conditioned to never call things what they are. Women are conditioned to sugarcoat and to minimize. I mean, we minimize ourselves. Men don't always have to do it. We do it to ourselves. We're conditioned to do that. Oh, I'm I'm just emotional. Don't worry about me. Or, you know, yeah, he was really... He, he was so angry that he said some really hurtful things. Um, no, he was cruel. He was cruel. He is cruel to you. That's what happens. He does not care. So I use very, very black and white honest language because you have to. If we're not being honest about what's happening, we cannot change it because your rose colored glasses are going to allow you to do all sorts of mental gymnastics so that you don't have to be honest about what's happening, which means you don't have to change it. So what are some of the things that I see? Well, lucky for you, I'm going to answer that question. So things that are always, always red flags, and then we'll get into things that are sometimes red flags. Some things that are always red flags, are violence. If they are violent, and I include screaming, right? There is no bigger threat to women than an angry man. Facts. Statistics, back it up. If they are screaming, that is violence. If they slam doors, if they hit things, if they punch walls, if they hurt you, if they threaten, those are always red flags. Non-negotiable it will not get better. That is your sign to leave. Even if the threat is very minimal. If you leave, I'll kill myself. You'll never find someone like me. Those are threats. Well, I don't know what I'll do if we break up. That's a threat. That's a threat. What happens when they slam doors, when they punch a wall is they're telling you, I could do this to you. You're lucky I don't do this to you. The only thing stopping me from doing this to you is I'm not angry enough yet. So any form of violence, screaming, slamming things, putting hands on you, putting hands on other things, hurting an animal, hurting a child, that is an immediate red flag. It is always a red flag. Another one that's always a red flag is if they're cruel when they're angry. If they say all these hurtful things to you when they're angry, it's because they were saving it for when they're angry. They were saving it for when you deserve it enough. If they are cruel when they're angry, they always have the capacity to be cruel. They always have the capacity. They just choose not to do it until it serves them. So if their goal when they're angry is to hurt you, that is a red flag. That is always a red flag. If they're lazy, if they're lazy, if you have a lazy partner who expects you to do way more work than they do around the house, in the relationship, if, they, if you, let's say you live an hour away from your partner and you're always the one driving, that's because your partner's lazy and they're testing how far you will go to get their love. How much can they push you? to earn their love, to keep their love? How much can they manipulate you into doing more work? If you're the one who cleans and cooks 90% of the time, that's a very imbalanced relationship. Now, if that's your agreement and you're happy, if you say, well, they work and I'm stay at home and that's totally okay, then if you consent, it's a little different. But let's be really honest about the amount of work that you know you are doing that is not balanced in a relationship. And if you feel like it's imbalanced, it is. It is imbalanced. Another always red flag is if you come to them and tell them that you are hurt by something they said or did, if they dismiss it. Well, you're just too emotional. I can't listen to you when you're upset because you're too emotional. If they always have an excuse for why they hurt you, they don't care that they hurt you they just want to justify it so you stop bothering them if they get angry when you tell them they did something wrong if they never take accountability those are always 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 red flags if you set a small boundary and they ignore it that is a red flag if they don't listen to a small no they will never listen to a bigger no because you've taught them that they don't have to. If you don't back up your boundaries, you don't have any. If you're not allowed to speak up, and here's a really sneaky one. If they make it too difficult for you to do things, they are training you not to do things they don't want to do, which is always a red flag. For example, if you... Um, go out with your friends on a Friday and they call you incessantly and they say, you must have been out with other men. What are you doing? I don't know why you're choosing your friends over me. You always choose your family over me. We never spend time together. If they throw a hissy fit, if they make it too difficult, too much trouble, too much of a fight to do things, that's because they're training you. And then when you call them out, they get to say, well, I never told you not to hang out with your friends. I never told you not to see your family. I never told you that you couldn't work overtime or take a second job. And they're not wrong. They technically never had those words come out of their mouth. But what they did do was train you. They put up too many barriers. They made it too difficult for you to make your own choices. Those are always red flags. And what I mean by always red flags, I mean choose yourself and end the relationship. They will not change. This is what they believe a partnership and a relationship is. They believe that they should be number one, priority uno, and you are never, ever, ever a priority. They believe that you deserve to be threatened, that you deserve to be hurt as long as they get what they want. Because if you were perfect, they wouldn't have to do these things. That's what abusers and manipulators and lazy partners believe. And the really crappy thing is because There are so many really horrible, abusive men, the lazy ones get away with it because your brain, especially if you've been through an abusive relationship and you get to a lazy partner, to a manipulative partner, which again is still abuse, but on a lower level, your brain, because brains compare, this is what brains do, your brain is going to go, well, at least they don't hit me. Well, at least they don't threaten me. At least they don't X, Y, Z but that doesn't make what they're doing okay. And if you have to say, at least they don't, that is a problem. That is a huge problem. Well, at least they don't hit me. At least they don't um, burn me with cigarettes. At least they don't rape me. That is a huge problem. You are with someone who you have to compare traumas to, that is not a good partner. Now, I don't say that to shame you. I say it to be very honest about what's happening because, again, if we're not honest, if we don't call things what they are, we cannot make an informed choice about staying. So if we say, oh, well, he only screams when he's angry, he does that because he wants you to shut the fuck up. He does that because he doesn't know how to process emotions. He does that because he doesn't actually want to problem solve. He wants to make it too difficult for you to bring things to his attention that you would like to change. And it's abuse. It's abuse. Well, he always says he'll hurt himself if I leave. That's abuse. And it's manipulation. He is threatening you. He only slams doors when he's angry because he wants you to be afraid of him. He wants you to know how much he'd like to hit you and that he chooses not to until he doesn't anymore. These things only, only escalate. And I know that this is hard to hear. This episode is heavy and I know that it's heavy, but it's something that I deal with so much. And instead of doing one-on-one, I want to educate a lot of people at once. So here we are. Some things that are sometimes a red flag if they don't know how to communicate their emotions sometimes that's a red flag a lot of people really don't know and that's okay they can learn it becomes a red flag if they refuse to learn how to communicate if they refuse to learn how to problem solve if you can never talk about an issue that's bothering you you don't have a relationship you have a relationship and you're with a partner who doesn't care to have a healthy relationship. It's not about you. They don't want a healthy relationship with anyone. If your partner doesn't take accountability, again, some people do not know how to take accountability. They can be taught. They can be taught how to say, wow, I really caused some of these problems. Wow, I am part of the problem. Some people don't know how. Again, All of these become red flags, real, honest, relationship-ending red flags if they choose not to change them. If they are doing the work, if they say, you know what, you're totally right, I think I have some blind spots, Um, I'm willing to read a book or watch a YouTube video or go see a therapist or do couples counseling. Or get a relationship coach, right? The only avenue isn't always therapy. There are relationship coaches that exist. There are books. There are um, courses. There are YouTube videos. There are freaking, there's something. There is something for you. Here's a red flag. If they tell you, well, that's just the way I am, you knew what you signed up for. This is a red flag. They are minimizing your pain because they want you to stop talking about it. They want you to shut up and just live with them 100% while they take no accountability and you bend, you break, you adjust, you sacrifice. That is not a balanced relationship. A balanced relationship is where both partners adjust. Both partners work together to build a life. Does every relationship have barriers and problems and arguments? Yes. Do all of them turn into screaming matches? No. No, and they shouldn't. You can learn how to talk to your partner in a productive way. You can learn how to problem solve. You can learn how to set boundaries and respect each other's boundaries. Sometimes it's a knowledge gap. Sometimes it's a skills gap. But again, if your partner is not willing to even learn it's because they don't care. It's not for whatever excuse they give you. Well, I don't want to go see them because they already know you and they're going to take your side. Great excuse to never make any changes. Well, I don't have time to read a book. You don't have time to read a book for the future of our relationship? One fucking book? One book? Well, I don't like to read. Bitch, listen to an audiobook. Do it while you're pooping. I don't care. Like, listen to it while you're driving. Put the book by the... Buy the toilet and literally read it while you poop. Like get a course, hire a coach, see a therapist. Well, I don't, I don't really have time for that. Or, you know, we would just be fine if you would stop doing X. That's called gaslighting and it's abuse. If they deny your reality, that's called gaslighting. If they tell you things like that never happened, I would never do that. You're acting like a psycho. You made that up. All of those things are gaslighting and their goal when they're gaslighting is to get you to shut up. That is their only goal, to shut up and to break you down so that you accept whatever they think you deserve. And what they think you deserve is nothing. They don't think you deserve kindness or empathy or to be happy. They deserve those things. They want your endless patience and your endless empathy and your endless kindness. But you never get those things in return. That is always a red flag. And it takes a little while to really see what's going on and to assess your relationship. And I have women who go through this process. And so we we talk about this education and and about healthy relationship standards and unhealthy relationship standards and abuse and what that looks like. And they, they always say, well, I love them. I love this person. They make me happy. And because I've worked with them for a long time, I always ask and I challenge that. And I say, do you love them? What do you love about them? What do they do that makes you happy? And they say, well, well we laugh together sometimes. And, they said, and I say, okay. But what do you love about this person? And because they're so used to lying to themselves in order to stay in this relationship that they know is abusive, that they know is imbalanced, that they know they're not happy and they say, well, well, they're they're really nice. They say, are they nice? Because they scream at you and they put their hands on you and they threaten you and they're cruel. People who are nice don't do that. People who are kind don't do that. Well, they're a good friend. You're not a good friend if you mistreat your partner. You're not a good friend if you are cruel when you're upset because that's still a choice. You can be angry and choose not to be cruel and they make that choice to hurt you. That's not a good friend. Well, and then when I start challenging it, when they start really critically thinking about, do I even feel good in this relationship? They already know the answer is no, which is why women will do so much mental gymnastics. They'll do so much work not to admit to themselves that they're not happy, that their partner is cruel, that it's abuse, or that their partner's lazy. And then inevitably we get to my God, I've wasted so much time on this. I've put so much energy in. We've been together for so long. We're about to get married. We're already engaged. They said they would change. They said they would do X, Y, Z. And I say, okay, test it. Make an appointment. Have them find, not you find one, have them find a video, have them find a book, have them find a coach or a course. And I'll tell you, most never do because they don't want to change. And then we come back to, why would they? They get exactly what they want, which is someone under them, someone they have power over, someone they can control. Why would they change? And so sometimes when we will get in the space where they'll say, well, I already, I told them if they don't want to be with me to just leave. And again, I will question, why would they do that? Why would they end the relationship when they're getting everything they want? And so women will take the abuser or the manipulative partner as proof that they love them, as proof that they want to be in the relationship, but it's not. They don't give a shit about you. They don't care about this relationship. They will replace you in three days when you end the relationship. What it is proof of is that they will never change something that works for them. Why should they? You give in. You sacrifice You make your life 100% about them. Why would they leave a relationship where they're treated like a god? Even if they're unhappy, they still get what they want. And people like that will never be happy because they mistreat others, because they live out of alignment, because they're cruel, because they're manipulative. That's you are never ever 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 happy that way. And then you will never be happy because you choose this person as your partner. They will never change. They will never change. Get it out of your head. They will not change for you. They will not change for the next partner. They will be who they are forever because that's all they know. They're not willing to be held accountable. If you want to change, you have to have accountability. They will never be willing to be held accountable. They will not learn something because it means they're not the person in power. And they will just do this to the next person they don't care that they're with you. They don't care that you're suffering. They don't care that you're unhappy. What they care about is that they have power over you. Even if they're miserable, even if they're unhappy, they will not end the relationship. Why would they? They get exactly what they want from you. So all of this about holy crap, right? That's a lot of negative stuff. So I wanna talk about green flags and how to avoid having a relationship like this. One of the ways that we avoid having a relationship like this is we're really fucking honest about the relationships that we have had and where our blind spots are. You're gonna have to do some digging into your own life, your choices, your past partners, those dynamics what your parents relationships looked like what your friends relationships look like and i want you to be very honest about what you have experienced and what you have allowed no one deserves to be in an imbalanced relationship but what you allow continues and it is always 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 up to you to set a boundary Someone whose intention is to get what they want by any means necessary will never just magically respect you. They don't respect you. They do not respect you. It is your job to set the boundaries of what respect looks and feels like. It is your job to be honest about what you allow. Not what you deserve. You deserve the world. You deserve a partner who is kind and works hard, and supportive, bare minimum, you deserve those things. But if you don't believe that you deserve them, if you don't, uh, what's the word? If you don't set a boundary for anything but that, if you allow things under that, if you allow to be treated like shit, allow yourself to be treated like shit, you've lowered your standards, you've lowered your boundaries. And so what comes after that, you also allow and give permission for. It is your job to set boundaries. It is not everyone's, it's everyone's job to treat you with respect and kindness and support. But a lot of people don't do it. So that doesn't mean that we lower our standards, we allow bullshit. It means that we force people to treat us how we want to be treated by only allowing them to be kind and supportive and respectful. So like, yes, they should do better, but you choose who you allow into your house, which is why we have walls around our house. They are quite literally boundaries. And it doesn't mean you don't let anyone in. It means you let the right people in. You let people in who do what you need them to do, who treat you a certain way. So we hold our boundaries. If we go on a date and we say, you know, I I don't really talk about work when I'm not at work. I really prefer to talk about other things and they just completely ignore you and talk about work the whole night and you go on a second date with them, you have taught them that what you say doesn't matter because you don't respect it. You have no boundary if you don't enforce a boundary. If you have a door and you say, don't come in and rob my house and then you don't, lock your door you don't stop someone from robbing your house you don't actually have a boundary trust me they're gonna come back and rob you again they're gonna blow past small boundaries they will test you shitty men will blow past a small boundary like oh you know i have to go to sleep at 11 or i don't talk about work on a on a date or um i'm not available on sunday something in order to test you. Because they want to know what happens if they overstep. Do you allow it? Do you go with it? Do you sacrifice? Because once you do it with a small boundary, what you've taught them is that you will never enforce boundaries. If you don't enforce small boundaries, you're not going to enforce the big ones. And even if you get to a point where you're so pissed off that you enforce a boundary, it's not consistent. All that means is that you're angry and they'll do whatever it takes to appease you and then they'll be back on their bullshit which is why men like this will act right will do whatever you want them to do after a big blow-up it's literally called the cycle of abuse so you'll have a huge blow-up you'll have a honeymoon phase where they're a perfect boyfriend and they're wonderful and they do all the things that you want And then you'll have tension building because they go back to their normal selves. Once you are appeased, once you are quiet, once you are content because you think they've changed, because again, you're lying to yourself, you're not thinking about the relationship, the tension starts to build because they go back to normal. And then we have a small argument that builds into a big blow up. And then we have a honeymoon phase and then the tension. And then we have an argument then we have a big blow up. Repeat forever for the rest of your life as long as you're in this relationship. Because they know what they need to do to keep you quiet and to keep you happy. Which is why they can do it for two, three weeks, six months, four months, whatever. That's also proof that they know what to do. They don't want to. They don't care enough about you to be that person full time because it's not who they are. It's fake. So we hold our expectations. If your expectations, and here are the minimums, I will give them to you free of charge because I love you and I want you to be happy. They speak with kindness. They do not scream at you. They don't yell at you. They don't call you names. They don't threaten you. They are kind. They want you to succeed. They actively support your dreams. They support your friendships. They support your relationships. They want you to continue to have your own life outside of the relationship. They listen when you say no. They don't try and beg. They don't try and get it at any cost. They don't make it difficult for you to say no. You are allowed to say no at any time and they respect it. They respect your time. Those are the bare, bare, bare minimum. If they don't listen to a small no, they will never listen to a bigger no because you've already taught them that what you say doesn't matter. If you say you have a boundary and you don't enforce it, you don't have a boundary. If you don't know how, you can learn. There are many books. I will eventually build out a boundaries course because this is it's so 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 important and it's so prevalent. So we hold out for the bare minimum. If you say, "Oh my god, there's I'll never find a man with that." What I will tell you, yes you will. But if you break those standards for someone, You will never have a relationship with those bare minimum things. Respect, support, kindness, the ability to say no, the support when you say no. A really good way to test it is to set a small boundary. I don't talk about work on the first date. I don't like to kiss on the first date. Um, You know, instead of this restaurant, could we do another restaurant? Test them. What happens when you say no? What do they do? Do they say, oh, no big deal. We can talk about anything else or, you know, totally understandable. Um, Or hey, yeah, you know what? That's a good restaurant too. How do they act when you set a boundary? Test them. That's a great way to know. Test them with a smaller one. I'm a big fan of testing in relationships. Not to be cruel. Not to test how much someone loves you. Just to say, hey, is this someone that I want to spend a lot of time with? How do they talk about their ex-partners? That'll give you a lot of insight. Do they even have friends who they actually talk about their life with more than just like hangout buddies? That's a good question. Like, I run into this so much and it is so heartbreaking and I've been through it, guys. Don't think like, oh, Amanda, you don't know. Like, you, you know, you don't know what this is or you're perfect, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not. I had an abusive relationship and it. I spent a lot of time lying to myself and I spent a lot of time burying red flags. I spent a lot of time thinking I could change them and that they would love me enough if I was quiet enough, if I was supportive enough. None of these things are true and I've seen it so much. These partners don't want to be better. They want to break you. They want to break you down. And once we start being really honest about what we're seeing, we can either change the circumstances or we can change the entire relationship. Again, some people aren't aware of what they're doing. That's not necessarily the problem. Sometimes it's an awareness piece, but more often than not, it is not. They know what they're doing because, and here's how I know this, When shit blows up, they're perfect. They're great. They're totally different. So they know what to do. They just don't want that kind of a relationship because they don't do it all the time. Sometimes it is a knowledge gap. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to talk about their feelings. I've worked with couples who have worked on that and it's really helped their relationship. But if someone's not even willing To take an hour out of their life to look into a therapist or read or listen to a book or a youtube video or a course there's a reason for that not taking an action is an action not making a choice is a choice and they're not choosing you they're not choosing the relationship they're choosing the status quo where they are more powerful than you where they hold you down That's not a healthy relationship. So if we're talking about doing the work, you know, a lot of... Anyone who's willing to do the work can improve. And you're going to know when you ask them to do the work, if they're even willing to. And I so highly encourage you to ask them to do some form of work and see what they do. Not what they say. Oh yeah, I would, I would love to go to therapy. But then they take no initiative to find a therapist and they make you do it. It's not because they don't have time. It's because they don't care. I bet they're willing to make an appointment for something they like or to learn about something they want to learn about, but they're not doing it for your relationship for a reason. So Let's summarize, right? Because that was, that was a lot of information. To summarize, a couple things. Huge red flags. Violence, cruelty, threats. Violence includes screaming, slamming things, putting hands on you. All of those things are violence. Bare minimum standards in a relationship. Kindness the ability to listen to you and hear and validate what you're saying, respect, support. Yep, those three are the bare minimums. How do we find that? We are firm, firm, firm about our boundaries. We do not drop those standards or those boundaries for anyone, for anyone, doesn't matter how much you like this person. If you tell them, if you teach them that you don't have any boundaries, i.e. you don't enforce your own, what you are also teaching them is that what you want and what you deserve doesn't matter. And so they don't actually have to pay attention to it. They don't actually have to listen to it because you don't. If you don't enforce your own boundaries, why would someone else respect them? You don't respect them. Now, you can learn how to have boundaries. That's a skill a lot of women lack. Find someone who can help you with it. Could be me. Could be someone else. As long as you get help for it. So we hold our expectations. We hold them. Do not drop your expectations for anyone because they're cute or because... They really say that they love you or they're so nice or they have so much potential. If they're not working actively on achieving that potential, their potential doesn't matter because it's not real. So we have to be very honest about what is happening, about what we're seeing, and about what we're accepting. Once you're in that space, you, you have more choices because you can actually make a choice on what you want to do. And if you are looking for more information, there are a lot of resources available to you. If you Google healthy versus unhealthy relationships, if you look into boundaries, if you find a relationship coach, I mean, there are so, so, so many resources out there. So I encourage you to find them. But more than that, I encourage you to be really honest about what you want, what you're accepting, and how big that gap is. You will never get what you want by accepting less. And yes, being alone can feel scary. It can feel hard. But it is much easier than being in a space where you are not respected and where you are not loved. Because people who do those things do not love you. They don't love you. They don't know how. And we can have a lot of empathy for that, but no patience for it. If you guys have questions, if you're like, fuck you, Amanda, because all of that was ringing true, reach out to me. That's literally what I'm here for. Um, Or reach out to someone. But you don't have to stay just because you've spent a lot of time there. You are free to move at any time, or you are free to make plans and prepare to move at any time. You don't have to stay. You don't have to. It will be hard, but it is easier than what you're doing now. So I wish you well. I wish you peace. And I wish you power so that you can do what's right for you, whatever that is. Y'all be good. And even more than good, be brave.